We are live here from the first game of our broadcast of the great um, Western Holiday Tournament here with uh, Western Illinois University. I'm Caden Rogers here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Most wonderful time of the year, if you don't count the uh, sleeting going on right now. But we are, of course, here from uh, Western Illinois for our first game here, the A-Town Tornadoes taking on the fourth seed in this tournament, the 10-1 Pittsfield Sockies. I'm, of course, joined by Sean Temple, who's seen many a Western Holiday Tournament. Yes, I've been up in these bleachers for, gosh, I've been, I think I've been in radio now 10, 11 years, so I got to come down here uh, and be a part of Press Row here, but for a long, long time, I was up in these little purple bleachers up there watching a whole day of basketball. Beautiful purple bleachers, and uh, this is my second year. Was uh, joined, I joined Casey Grant for last year a Macomb broadcast. Uh, that game was pretty fun to do. This game should be shaping up to be a decent one, A-Town. They come in at 6-7 and seven here at Pittsfield, of course. They've been publicized 10-1. and one. They're the fourth seed. They got one of those top seeds coming in. But we take a look at A-Town. They were just in action on the 18th uh, before the little break here. We got them on the air versus Monmouth Roseville. They came in while they were at home. They came out and beat the Titans in that game. Yeah, they played very well that night. Actually, they played some pretty good basketball since uh, a loss to Farmington back on December 8th by just four points. Before that, they lost at West Hancock, who's a really solid ball club, 55-52. to 52. So two close losses, and then they ran off four out of five wins, and, and like you said, including a, a nice one over Monmouth Roseville by five. Uh, they beat Payson Seymour at the Great Western Shootout. They beat Bushnell Ferry City 44-39. to 39. We got one loss in there to Beardstown, 64-45, to 45, and that looks way worse than it was. I had no idea from talking to Coach Link that they had a 10-point lead in the third quarter of that one, and, and a 10-point lead in the third quarter of that one, and Beardstown goes on just a tremendous 27-2 to run or something like that. He said they couldn't miss, and we couldn't, uh, we just couldn't hang on to the basketball. And they'll get beat by 19. That's their only loss in that four out of five. They had a 10-point lead in the third. Yeah, they're on a nice stretch here. We do have actually a common opponent between the two. They've both played Pace and Seymour. A-Town played them at the Great Western Shootout, beat them by 8, 54-46. to Pittsfield played them at the Pittsfield Tournament, their own tournament, beat them 71-40. to So got... Some at least crossover here in between teams that you know don't really have that crossover. Interesting to see how that plays out today. It's a very good program. Uh, the, uh, the the Pittsfield Sockies under Coach Brad Tomhay. This is his 29th season with the Sockies. Uh, just went over the 300 win mark earlier this season, just five games ago. Uh, to get to, he's at 305 right now. But these the Pittsfield Sockies, and, and you'll hear from Coach Link. They they don't mess up. They're very very well coached. You're going to have to beat Pittsfield. Very rarely will they beat themselves. Well, we got a chance to actually talk to A-Town head coach, uh, Corey Link, here. He jumped on for an interview. We'll get to that interview in 30 seconds. It is your, uh, let's see, we've got the Monmouth Home and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. We should mention that this is the Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Monmouth, Illinois, since 1924. This, uh, me and Sean broadcasting from the Vicaroy Furniture Broadcast booth, Quality Furniture. At an affordable price, and this game is powered by the United Way of Greater Warren County, where 100% of your donations directly impact our community. We'll take a 30-second commercial break and come back with the Mama Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview. You're listening to A-Town Boys Basketball from the Western Holiday Tournament here on AM 1330 WRAM. 
Game show. I got head coach of the Eight Town Tornadoes, Mr. Corey Lang. Coach, it's Western Macomb Western Holiday Tournament time. We're here, man. We're here. We're, it's always a fun week. Uh, hopefully, it's a good three days for us. I hope. Now, you guys notoriously play really well here. I mean, for, for the most part, at least since I've been at the radio station, you guys have always played well here. Ten year here, but uh, but no, we uh, we're looking forward to it. The goal is we got a tough matchup today, but the goal is to make it to Saturday, and then anything can happen on Saturday. I've seen you guys play uh, a few times here lately. I saw you at the Great Western Shootout. Then I saw you play Mama Roseville. You've won four out of your last five. Playing some pretty good basketball. Yeah, we are playing well. You know, we're, we're getting it figured out. Um, playing really solid defensively uh, for stretches. We haven't put a whole game together yet. Uh, we're still we're still hoping, and hopefully that happens today. But uh, but no, we've been playing well, playing better offensively, kind of finding the groove, getting to get some guys, four or five guys involved helps um, it can be anybody on a given night but uh, but today uh, we're, we're hoping to have a good mixture and uh, yeah we've been playing really well lately yeah defense and defense and efforts never a problem with the eight-town tornadoes never has been getting that offense going that's 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 the trick with you guys and uh, he also slow start last year really kicked in maybe kind of happening this year yeah it is and it, hopefully we talked about not having that slow start but no we got off to a little bit of a slow start we got some wins early on but uh, we've been battling up and down it, it's just you know if we can convert easy ones, I, I don't know what it is, but about layups, man, we, we struggle with those. But it, we get close to the room, we got to finish. And it's a different, different atmosphere down here, um, bigger backdrop. So everybody's kind of in the same boat. Um, if we can convert early and get easy looks like I think we'll be able to, um, we'll have a good, we have a good opportunity in our hands. Yeah, I was going to say, with this different backdrop, it looks like you're shooting the ball in the middle of the ocean. What's kind of the secret to playing well here for three days? Yeah, I don't know if there is a secret. Uh, it's just whoever shows up, you know, at least we're in the afternoon. We're not playing a early morning game. Uh, those are always those are always difficult. But uh, but no, it's it's trying to get early on, get your get your legs underneath you, get to the rim, um, try to get to the line early, get one to go in, and then you can kind of stretch it out. But yeah, I mean we're we're gonna we're gonna give it our best shot, and we're gonna have a few sets early on that we're gonna run. We'll see what the shot clock does. You know, typical like high school kids, they they think it's. Good. Good idea until they start doing it. We've been working on it in practice, so uh, so it'll be it'll be a fun it'll be a fun uh, fun experience for us. I I have been unabashedly against the shot clock, so this is going to be a fun three days. Maybe my uh, maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've been in favor of it, but uh, over the last three or four days of practice, I'm like maybe this is a good idea. But no, we're uh, it, it's funny because you know if you can guard for 30 seconds, it doesn't seem like a good long amount of time, but uh, it's a, it, you start practicing with it. it it's it's fun. It'll it'll uh, it'll get a it'll get a little bit of different pace. But I don't think it's going to affect us too much. Um, there's a lot of situations where a lot of guys get shot up in the first 15, um, especially on the bare court down here at Western. Um, we should we should be able to get some easy looks early, and then uh, it's. It, Late late game situations, if it's a close game, um, that might affect us a little bit. Trying to hold for one, or you know, get a get a final possession. We'll we'll see. It's an adjustment for everybody, even me. Christmas kind of gets in the way, but you had a little time to uh, prepare for Pittsville. What have you seen out of the Sockets? Uh, it's funny because I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, I don't know if I could take 
three months and be prepared for Pittsfield. They uh, they are uh, they're solid. They don't do anything to wow you, um, but they're just all around. Tom Hayes knows what he's doing. They stick to what they're doing. Um, so so we, we we're prepared. It's just we gotta go execute. Um, they're gonna guard us. They're gonna run their stuff. They're probably gonna use all 35. If we don't turn it over and give them easy looks, um, they're gonna they're gonna use the 35 shot clock and uh, and grind it out. Um, so if we take care of it and we do us, you know, not the silly mistakes. Um, we got we got a pretty good shot, I think, um, if we can play with them because I, I don't think they're going to do anything different than anybody else. It's just we got to execute our stuff and uh, and not have the silly ones, turn, not turn it over um, 20 times. If we can keep it to 13, 14 is kind of my number. If we can keep it at that level, I think we got a good shot on our hands. A lot of people have been saying this could be the upset of the first round. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> good luck. Let's talk to you afterward. Thank you. And Coach Corey Link with the ETL Tornadoes. We'll be back. Back here in Macomb, Illinois, at Western Illinois University for our first game of this long uh, weekend broadcast, sort of week into the weekend broadcast. First game here on AM 1330 of the 95.7 is the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes. Men, they're warming up right now to take on the four seed in the tournament. The 10 and 1 Pittsfield Sockies just had a pretty interesting interview with uh, Coach Link here. Uh, coming off of the Mammoth Farm and Home Realty pregame coaches interview, get to some more of your sponsors here. Referees are sponsored today by Eye Care in Monmouth and Galesburg. Make sure you're seeing every play. Get your eyes examined regularly, regularly with Eye Care. The national anthem uh, not played, but if it were, would be sponsored by Dane Fine Coffee in Monmouth, Galesburg, and Burlington. And the uniform sponsors brought to you by MC Sport and more. As got a line for me, I don't know if they. I don't think they're doing an anthem here. Nah, I think he's just getting some getting just some getting, knuckles before it, uh, before it kicks off here. Got to get some knuckles in. Right? <laughs> the uniform. Let's see. We got uh, Pittsfield running some uh, white with the red lettering and numbering here. And A-Town bringing out. It's always uh, it's interesting to see what A-Town brings out. Uh, we've talked about some of the uh, the numbering and lettering. Here we got on uh, Coach Dugan about... Uh, the Abingdon Avon jerseys before the girls' game at the uh, girls' Western shootout. I'm sure he was tired of hearing about that. Yeah, it'll be easier to see him here courtside. This yeah. is such a good vantage point here for this tournament. A-Town rolling out the black jerseys with some little uh, neon yellow. Those are those are nicely available to see. Those are very uh, very crisp coming out here for A-Town. Yeah, black tops with the black bottoms. We got a little uh, little gold down the little kind of bright yellow down the side. The bright yellow numbers. That's what you kids say? That's fire, man. That's fire. fire huh? Do I even sound cool saying that? Uh, I don't sound cool saying anything. <laughs> I'm not the judge, but uh, last sponsor here, uh, actually starting lineups are sponsored by your Monetaria McDonald's. Uh, now hiring. Check to see what openings are available at your local McDonald's. Do you have the starting lineups for a shot? I'm getting them as they come out here, so let me... Uh, let me, uh, let me get some numbers here for the uh, eight pound tornadoes. We got Dre Anderson, a five foot ten junior. Carter Redfern, a five foot ten senior. Also, uh, what, Drew Fouch, a six foot three senior. Also, let's see who else we got here. That is twenty four. That's Aza Siegel. He's a six foot three senior. I'm missing one out there somewhere, and that is uh, Kellen Hook, a five foot ten senior. For the uh, the Pittsfield Sockies, they start Hayden Gratton, a five foot ten sophomore. Brennan Tomhade, a six foot three senior. Javen Petty, a six foot one senior, leading the team and leading the Sockies in scoring at about twelve points a game. And then Eli Mendenhall, a six foot three 
senior. I'm missing one in there. We'll get them one now when he comes out. But uh, Javon Petty, the leading scorer with 12 points a game. Eli Mendenhall, leading rebounder for the Sockies. With that 6'3 senior, six rebounds a game. Uh, the, uh, the Tornadoes, much more much more even scoring-wise. Uh, Carter Edford averaging just a touch over 10 points. Uh, Aza Siegel about 9.5. And, and then uh, uh, Kellen Oak at 9.5. So they got three guys averaging right between 9 and 10. It's always been pretty balanced scoring here for the Tornadoes. One last sponsor to get to is uh, the Keys of the Game, brought to you by Midwest Bank, your locally owned community bank, investing in new member FDIC. What do we got for the keys to the game here, uh, Mr. Temple? I think uh, I think it's going to go to uh, I think the keys to the game is going to be the uh, the tornado's ability to uh, take care of the basketball. I think that's what's going to be. We've got pretty good. We've got tip off here, ready to go. Number thirty-four, uh, number thirty-four, Connor Allen will tip, and Fitzfield's going to win the tip here. For the Sockies, they'll start out with the ball. But they tell them they're uh, their man-to-man defense. It's the style play. They want to throw this down. The shot clock might inhibit it. We haven't even talked about the shot clock yet. No, that's right. First, uh, first, first weeks with the uh, shot clock. This field with the ball. It's going down here. 24. Open line! Open line! Come on, Eli! Ready, driver. And the first score of the game is for Pittsfield, and they will take a 3 nothing lead from beyond the arc. That was. Didn't get a number on that one. We're having a little issues mess around, but there we go. We're back in saddled in uh, Pittsfield, starting the game up 3 nothing after that three ball, and a town back on offense. The inside, trouble corralling it. Now getting to the cut there. Backing down is number five, Redfern, who kicks it out to Hook. He's holding down. He's got five seconds on the shot clock. Drive inside. Shot is on the way and hits the rim short, but the rebound by himself and the almost and one. get it to go. Almost and one down low for Asa Stiegel, but he will go to the line to shoot two. It's like Grant McCartney. That's the uh, starter that I missed. Grant McCartney, a five foot nine junior, with the first foul of the ball game. Did you see who scored that first three ball? I did not. We'll find out the stats at halftime. Eagle first shot is off the mark. These are Robert Thompson trucking free throws. Eagle just a 44% free throw shooter. He shot a lot of them, 45 and come into this one, but just made 20. So if the average is not, it didn't hit his average. one on the way is off the mark. So eight pound will remain scoreless here, three nothing. It's field back on offense under seven, so approaching 6.30 to go. Top of the key, Connor Allen swing out of the corner. Back to Connor Allen. He pulls up from the free throw line. Shot at Derek. Connor Allen knocks down the jumper there to give the Pittsfield Sockies a 5 nothing early lead. Such a tough gym to shoot in. Notoriously hard. The inside Spiegel pass is deflected and a turnover for the Tornadoes. Pass break. Two is turned over by Pittsfield. Wait a little too long to get rid of that one. If he gets rid of that one early, he might have got it right back to the left. A-Town is back on offense, coming up on the six-minute mark in the first quarter. Drive inside is good. Kellen Hook on the layup, a 5'10 senior, gets the first point for A-Town. Pushing up the floor is Javen Petty for the Saki. Thinks about a three, now the outside. Petty from three, just a little short. Rebound in the inside for Pittsfield, and the putback is Hayden Grattan. 5'10 sophomore getting inside, 7'2 Pittsfield leads. 
Look at his Zaki scoring. They're pretty balanced, too. It's David Petty at 12 points a game, and Brendan Dominic with 11 and a half. Eight pounds for Zaki. I don't do a track there. Hook. Diving inside. Hook got it out by Allen. Gets to the inside. Nice cut for Asa Spiegel. Puts it right off the glass. 7 4. Cutting into it as A-Town. Beautiful pass by Kellen Hook. Drew the defender, got in the lane, drew the defender, and then uh, the thing is, Stiegel did cut the baseline there. If you don't cut the baseline, you're not going to get that bucket. Now up to five minutes to go in the first quarter. Pittsfield's going to slow it down a little bit on offense. Connor Allen at the top of the key, now to the wing for Petty. Drive inside, Stiegel guarding, and Petty shot is off the mark. Nice rebound on the inside for Pittsfield. Battling down, and we got a jump ball. Oh, great defense by the Tornadoes. Remember, Hall came down with it clean, but he brought the ball down to his waist once he got the rebound. He keeps it up top. He probably gets the foot back there, but bring it down, bring it down to your waist level, then it's every man for himself after that. <laughs> ball will go to the Tornadoes on the jump ball. They have the possession arrow. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this bottom half of the tournament plays with the shot clock. Got a lot of teams that like to play deliberately. A-Town breaks the pitch to a full-court press and gets it to the inside for Drew Fouch, 6'3", senior. Puts it in. We got a 7-6 ball game. Back and forth for Pittsfield. Pittsfield jumped out on, on him early, 7-2. A-Town's responded. Yeah, they put that full-court pressure on him and, and got to maybe A-Town first couple trips down the floor, but they really recovered pretty quickly. Jumper from Connor Allen, no good. Tipped out. Allen gets the rebound. Now they take it to the top of the key and will slow it down for Pittsfield. Three ball on the way for the Saucy's just short. Long rebound, A-Town. Yeah, I was going to look at the – he shot that like the shot clock was running down. I don't think it was. Just a kind of a quick trigger there. Adjusting to the shot clock is everyone in this tournament. And A-Town is going to take the lead on the jumper from, I believe, Kellen Hook. Is going to put the A-Town Tornadoes on the lead 8-7. to seven. They've responded nicely. Uh, 6-0 run here. They've handled the pressure much better here the last couple of game minutes. First first two minutes of the game, a little shaky on on, uh, on offense against that pressure, but they really, really responded well. Full timeout from Coach uh, Brad Tom Have of the Pittsfield Sockets. We'll take a quick 30-second break. Actually, I think we're going to keep it here. Most yeah. of the sound in the air. We got a little late into the break, so we'll keep it here. Yeah, just a short time. I'll get a couple of good having an Avon sponsors. Always. For you folks. Looking Always. for a tasty bite to eat between games and head to Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery. Carolyn and Company has everything you need from home-cooked breakfast, homemade tenderloins, and daily lunch specials. And, of course, no meal is complete without a made-from-scratch sweet treat. Be sure to stop by Carolyn and Company. Cafe and Bakery in Abingdon. Also, Advanced Rehab. Don't let pain keep you out of the game of life. Don't live with it. Get rid of it. Advanced Rehab. In sports medicine treats pain. Back on the floor. A kind of applying a little uh, half-court pressure on defense now. Pittsfield on offense. They were up 7-2, now down 8-7, to looking to take back the lead. Connor Allen's shot is contested. No good. Ball goes out of bounds off of A-Town. It'll stay with Pittsfield. Great. D. Great help side defense by Kellen Hook. Slid across there. Got a piece of the shot. Oh, excuse me. That was, that was uh, uh, Asia Seagull, okay. not Kellen Hook. Yeah. Up to 3.30 here in the first quarter. Back and forth battle between the Tornadoes and the Stockies here in this first round. Winner moves on to the championship bracket. Loser goes to the consolation bracket as we got a foul here on defense for A-Town. With a number here. That's going to go against David Siegel. Yeah, kind of a loose ball there. Siegel might have just a little forearm, a little forearm push there as he's headed for the right. loose ball. Right. Got caught. That's only the uh, first foul on the Tornadoes. Only two fouls for uh, both teams combined. 
clean game to start and, and solid defense, too. It's not like it's lazy defense. They're playing good defense with their feet. Pittsfield stays on offense here. 319 to go at the top of the key. That is number 23 for Pittsfield, Brennan Tomhave. Tom Havel will pull for the three on his first shot. Shot is off the mark, and oh, he goes boy. down hard. Yeah, he did. He came, he came down on on an eight-town foot as he was uh, coming back down off the jumper. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Tom Havel wants, wants a foul on the shot. It wasn't a shot. He just came. It wasn't a foul on the shot. When he came down off the jumper, you see it in the professionals. You see right. it at all levels of basketball. When you come down off your off your jumper and you just land on the uh, defender's foot. And absolute credit to Tom Abe. He is cutting it out. He is, he is staying on Coach's the court. Kid, man. Coach's kid's a tough cap. He's gotten it out here. As eight pounds on offense after the turnover. I believe the ball went out, one out of bounds on the sideline. Four picks the other eight pounds on offense. And getting into Carter Frazier. Is, or no, that was uh, Jacob Hall for eight pounds. Mixing up the numbers here. Hayden Gratton's going to get the call. Yeah, again, too handsy on the drive there by A-Town. Uh, I just said they were playing good defense with their feet, <laughs> not their hands, and what happens is they reach off. We are at 240 here. Jacob Hall, the pass to Kellen Hook. Again, slowing it down just like they do at A-Town. In the corner hall. Coach Link off the air before a pregame interview. Ooh, good entry pass. A good upside defense by Brad. Yeah, he just came in and knocked it away. Uh, talking to Coach uh, Coach Link, they practiced several times this week with the shot clock, and he said the kids, as much as the kids like it, he said a little different, little different view since they had to handle it during practice. Thirty-five seconds it goes a lot shorter than you think it does. It ain't easy. Eight on the inbound pass after the ball was tipped out by Gratton. Haven't had a point scored here in maybe a couple minutes here. Again, defensive battle and a turnover for A-Town. Just a little miscommunication, I think, between uh, Anderson and Siegel there, and they'll turn it over to Pittsfield. Yeah, Siegel has come up to set the screen, and, uh, and uh, Anderson thought he was going to flash out to the, to the wing and mix up, throws it right into the Pittsfield bench. Up on the two-minute mark in this first quarter, back and forth, but a lot of defense here, and you can tell – we could tell coming into this game, this was exactly how it was going to play out between two physical defensive-minded teams, even with the shot clock. It's not going to see you these guys. Yeah, they're both going to solve, play solid defense. Of course, it's been the staple of the eight-town program for a long time, playing solid defense. Inside drive for Pittsfield, shot off the mark, rebounded by Hall. He'll push. Grattan's there to defend. Grattan's going to take the charge, and he's going to get it. Charge. Sure is. Stepping in there to take the charge was Hayden Gratton, and I could see that coming. It looked yeah. like Jacob Paul had a full head of steam, yep. almost right by us in our broadcast location here in midcourt. He put his head down, went right into the basket. Pretty good call there. Gratton got there pretty quick. What I've been calling for for several years is the little semicircle uh-huh. in there, which since it's the college court, it's in there. He was inside the uh, he was inside the semicircle, so in, at the college level, that would not have been a charge. I love that little semicircle. I wish I wish high schools would adopt it. I do. I think so too. I think if you're gonna you know, start adopting shot clocks on that, I think that's a good idea. Uh, to put in there. I'll trade the shot clock for the semicircle. How about that? <laughs> I don't well, think I'm gonna get my way though. I don't think most people would though. Of course, <laughs> so. I'm in the minority. Coming up on a minute here to go. Point still. We're still on a point route, and as you say that, 
Pittsfield is going to get a three here to go. It's 10-8. Saki's back on top for their first lead since 7-2 early. Ready Almost shoot. a turnover. He's a 40% three-point shooter. Oh, Hook gets trapped, and the throw inside and battling in. Got a foul. Oh, no. Travel, travel before the foul goes again. Wow. Oh, Coach Link. Carter Renford. This Link standing there with his hands out. Wow. I don't think so. And he's not even going to get an explanation from Jason Dan. Well, now he's getting one from Jason Danner. Oh, he went right down to get <laughs> the explanation. He went right by it, boy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think he got bumped. He got bumped into a travel there. going here. Under a minute. Got second taken away. Tom A3 is off the mark. Hall pushes every time he gets the rebound. Fast kid, just a junior here for the Tornadoes. Hook, drive inside, and inside shot is from Aiden Stromson. Beautiful pass by Kellen Hook on the drive again. You get in that lane, you draw the defender. It's a little, little dump off. He got that foul. It was uh, Connor Allen. It's only the second, third, third foul on the uh, Sockies. Thompson goes in the line. First one good. 10-9 now. A-Town, just their second trip to the line. The first uh, trip, they missed both. Yeah, they struggled from the free throw line with the team just 55%, although they do have Kellen Hook shooting 77%, Carter Redburn shooting 86%. Then it really drops off after those second free throw is off the mark from Stromson. So, again, law of average staying around 50% on that uh, trip. 25% for the day, one for four. 20 seconds to go. Pittsfield. We'll see if they hold for the last possession of the quarter. Tom Hayes. And the outside for Peyton Grattan. He'll slow it down here. Probably the last possession of the quarter. Inside Connor Allen. Now this is Connor Allen from three and short, and that will end the quarter. 10 to eight. Pittsfield will take the lead into a very. Uh, a battle here in the Macomb Western Holiday Tournament, and just like we knew, it's 10-8 after one Saki's over the tornado. We'll take a quick minute break here and come back with more action. You're listening to AM 1330 at the 95.7 WRM. A-Town trails 10-8 in their first game of the Western Holiday Tournament, our first game of many here from the Holiday Tournament. We'll be back in one minute. Back here on AM 1330 after 95.7 WRAM. Play resumes at the at the A-Town Pittsfield game first of our broadcast for the holiday tournament. Pittsfield's first trip ended in zero points. And A-Town's on offense. Redford guarded off the hook. Hook will slow it down here from the top of the key, guarded by Tom Hayes. He'll get a screen. Hook thinks about it. Redford shot off down to five. Finally Redford got one shot is contested. And rebounded by Pittsfield there on the drive. Yeah, that's about the first time we've got, we've seen the shot clock get down that low. Tom Hayes drives inside, kicks to Bratton. Now it is Petty back to Tom Hayes. Tom Hayes inside. Tough contest, no good. Now Connor Allen's got it from the elbow. Shots off the mark. Battle under the board is rebounded by A-Town. Right, Tom Hayes is getting around, getting along pretty good after... Uh, Wrenching yeah. that ankle there in the first quarter. Yeah, he came and just kind of limped on it for a little bit. Now he's back out there pretty much at full speed, full intensity. Tight, tighten that shoe up and go to work. Yeah. Maybe get a little uh, tape and go right back out there. <laughs> Hockey players, they don't miss a shift, man. No. No, they do not. Hook shot from the Army Arc is no good, but a nice rebound for A-Town. Great and the shot on the way is no good from Fouch. 
just some open shots, too, that haven't fallen as well. Good defense, but there's been open looks that just kind of haven't gone in as well for both teams. But Pittsfield just puts constant pressure on you. Oh, they, yeah. They push up the court to rebound. If you look in their half-court offense, they're, it's it's kind of a – Kind of weave at the top of the key, and they're just always looking looking to drive after you, after they receive the pass every time. They're on offense pressure here. Court. Two minutes away in the second quarter. From beyond the arc is Mendenhall, and now it's Tom Hayes down to three. Eddie's shot from three, you know, good as the shot clock winds down. Battle under the board. Nice rebound by Grant. Good hustle by the uh, softies. Gives them a second opportunity here. Gratton to Petty. He'll drive inside. And Petty is going to travel before the pass. Got some contact, but he traveled before. Yeah, he got in, got in a little too deep. Did, uh, did Petty got in uh, just inside that semicircle. And if you don't have a plan, once you get that deep, you're in big trouble. He looked like he didn't have much of a plan there. Still a score in the second quarter. About 5.30 to go here. Redfern's got an open shot. He'll try to take it inside on Petty. Kick it out to Hook to start the offense. Hook driving side, shot from the free throw lines, no good. Rebounded by Tom. Hey, multiple possessions ending in zero points for both offenses. Tom Hayes will bring it across the timeline for Pittsfield. All all four of of, uh, A-Town's first half buckets were within probably three or four feet. They're not shooting very well outside. Good defense by the Tornadoes. Stood straight up on the drive by Tom Hayes. And now Tommy's going to get a frustration foul on the backcourt. I believe it's the only the third or sec, second or fifth, maybe fourth, but yeah, fourth of the game. Okay. First, first of the uh, second quarter to see for the folks maybe just tuning into some basketball, maybe late to the game here on the high school season. They've changed the rules to where it is just like the college women and professionals. It's five team fouls per quarter. No more one of the bonus. Everything's two shots after after the fifth foul. A-Town back on offense looking to break the scoreless seal, but they're going to turn over on travel by number five, Carter Redfern. Yeah, it was right in front of, uh, of, uh, of Robbie Hinkle on that side. He seen something. He was, he was looking right down at it. I was kind of blocked out. I didn't see a whole lot there, but he was looking right at it. Rip and look. Rip and look. wrong, right? The turnover. Well, depends on who you <laughs> Brandon Hall from the on the arc, and now it's grinding up. Slow it down for Pittsfield. Again, trying to break the score. See you on this second quarter. Backing his way in. Mendenhall gets the rebound between three A-Town defenders. Goes up and draws the jump ball. Is A-Town. It's going to stay with Pittsfield, I believe. They have the arrow. Mendenhall, they think, must have been 6'3". That's pretty big. That's a solid 6'3". He's got a little, little width to him, too, there. He's, a, he's a, definitely like a football-type body there. And he was battling. Had nice footwork. A little drop step. Tried to go baseline and kind of lost the handle on the way up, but Brought his own rebound down, but getting tied up. My mistake here. A-Town's got possession. Sweat on the basketball. (laughs) Redfern drives over the timeline past the Pittsfield. Pressure goes coast to coast and gets it to go on a foul. And one. That's our first point to the second quarter, right? Almost halfway into it. Carter Redfern kind of takes the the lid off the second quarter here with Almost halfway to go before uh, the end of the half, and he'll have a chance for a three-point play. And 
one here for Carter Redford. I mean, see one, two, three, four, five different players that have scored and missed a free throw. So, yeah, one for five star for A-Town from beyond the arc. If they lose this game by two or three, they're going to think about all those free throws back in this first half. Yeah, unless they really start picking up the free throw. I mean, only if just over 50. 55% free throw shooting team. Anyway, oh, nice take. Oh, the rim. Nice drive by Tom Hayes there. You know, he came off of that ankle, got the foul, and then you know, he was called for travel and then a frustration foul. So he just came right at the basket. He's a senior now. I mean, he's coach's kid. That's Brad Tom Hayes, uh, son Brennan. I remember when he was just a freshman playing, playing basketball at this, at this tournament. As we've got a timeout here on offense from A-Town coach Corey Link with under four minutes to go. We'll take a quick 30-second break. Come right back here from the Western Holiday Tournament. A-Town on, are they're actually trailing 12 to 11 here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. We'll be back in 30. Back here on AM 1330 up at 95.7. A-Town trailing 12 to 11 in the first round. They're giving Pittsfield a heck of a battle right now. Yeah, I know there was a lot of people, and I, I did mention that to Coach Link. During the, right at the end of our pregame interview there, that this was people, if people had to pick an upset in the first round, that this this could be the one. Could be the one. Right now, they're playing with them. They can pull the inbound to Dre Anderson, and Kellen Hook will start the offense at the wing. On the outside, Stiegel. Now Jacob Paul controlling at the right wing. Dre Anderson thinks about a three. He'll pull. Hook. Start off nicely in the inside. He'll kick it long pass out to Jacob Hall. He ends up crowning. It pulls up from near the free throw line. No good. And did not hit the rim. And we're going to get our first shot clock our violation first shot clock of the game. Violation. I was listening to uh, uh, our first high school shot clock violation. Maybe ever on the PCSN. <laughs> first high school shot clock. You are listening to history right now. Right. That's, a, that's great. <laughs> we do we do a little college here on the PCSM, but uh-huh. that's our first high school shot clock violation. Save that one. Let's cut that one out. Yep, the Sockies <laughs> are on offense here with Connor Allen in the wing. We got up almost to the three-minute mark. Pass inside. Good look at Tom Hayes' shot is just off the mark. Yeah. A-town rebound. Left one up left hand. A nice use of the left hand there. He's a right-handed shooter to Tom Hayes, but boy, he made a nice cut. Just contested layup. Couldn't get it to go. Came into this quarter 10 to 9, and we're down over five minutes away. It's only 12 11 now. <laughs> We've got one field goal apiece. The inside Spiegel's tough look for uh, Cole Sheckler, the sophomore, the 6 3 sophomore, tried to go inside, got it stripped away. What a nice block by Taylor Graham. He just got it right before, as he was going up to shoot, just as soon as he got in a shooting position, he just took it right out of there. There's Mendenhall underneath the basket. Shot won't go. And the scrum there as Anderson tried to track it down. He did, and then caught his back, kind of had to throw it and threw it away. So Pittsfield will retain possession. Hayes' eagle literally just forearm shivered. Um, I think it was just Taylor Graham onto the floor, and it was right in front of the official, and they missed it. I watched it. He extended it the whole nine yards, man. Holy cow. It's been rough under the back. <laughs> it was right in front of the official. They have him with the ball anyway, but still, it would have been Siegel's second personal foul. This is uh, Petty. He will swing it out to Tom Hayes as we are coming up on two minutes to go. No look pass to the outside. Tom Hayes, three, just short, rebounded by Drew Fouch. Andre Anderson will push now. It's Callan Hook. Two minutes to go in this second quarter. 
Drive inside, Spiegel goes, a nice move, nice little turnaround jumper, and is good off the glass, and that is a 13-12 lead for A-Town. That's a tougher shot than it looks. It was immediately after the spin, then you got to try to you know, put a little touch on it off the glass. A nice shot there by Spiegel. He's got four. Pittsfield is back on offense here, Connor Allen. Nice pass to the inside and backing his way down. And nice defense there from Jacob Paul. He'll push. Every time he gets the ball, he just pushes it right up the floor, coast to coast, and draws the foul on the floor. Ooh, call that on the floor. That's tough. It's going to go now. Eli Mendenhall. That is their, that is their third team foul, though. Is that 34 or 44? 44. No, he said I, I thought 30. I saw 34, maybe. Okay. But yep, I think you're right. The, the scoreboard's got 34. I don't see Mendenhall on 44. the floor. Oh, yeah, you're right. They, they might have just taken him out, though, right now. That's his second. That's Allen's second. Allen averages seven points and five rebounds. Hook from the free throw line. Take it out to Dre Anderson. Coming up on a minute. Fouch. Stiegel now. Stiegel drives inside. Good, tough drive to the basket. But the shot is just off the mark. Had a decent layup look. Pittsfield will get the rebound. Right oh, nice. nice speed and the and one for Ethan Gratton, the 6'2 senior. And he just took it right in the lane. Again, Pittsfield put so much pressure on you constantly. You, even in the half court, they're always looking for the drive. Always looking for the drive to the rim. But if you're the defender, it will drop off pass. That's a good finish there by Gratton. Contested. Try to get three-point play. And it's off the back iron, no good. It's 14 to 13. It breaks a little bit of a scoring drought for Pittsfield as they take back the lead here, the second quarter, under a minute to play. Now a turnover for A Town. Tom Hayes uh, drives now, gets it to Gratton again. This time, Fouch tipping away, and it goes off of Gratton, and it'll come back to the tornado. There's a lot of contact out on the floor. But Gratton, uh, as he was on the drive, he kind of got pushed too. No call. Kellen Hook will push it over the timeline. 40 seconds to go. About a seven-second yep. differential in the shot clock here. A-Town, unless they you know, get a rebound off the rim, will not. With this, uh, they can't run the clock down. As Redfern driving inside. Good rebound by Drew Fouch. Puts it right off the left side of the glass and gets it to go. A-Town takes back the lead, 15-14. to 14. 20 seconds, shot clock is off. Tom Hayes will slow down the offense here. See if Fitzfield takes it for the last possession of the half. Down to 10. It's down to, down to 7. They got to get going there. Down to 5. Still way away out. from the, And that's fine because that's only the second team foul. You can actually, you, know, you don't want to you don't want to jack up a bunch of fouls there. You don't want to, especially Aza Siegel. Is Siegel out there? No, he's off the floor with two. But you okay. should be able to eat the last three and a half. You only got two team fouls. So you've got two to give before they get into the shooting situation. You could give up two fouls there and eat this last three and a half. As soon as they inbound it, waste a couple seconds. I believe Weston Marler checked in for eight yeah, for his first out, action. Out. Um, they set back three. It's rattled out. That was going to go down, and it yeah. just rattled out. There's, there's no sense in letting them get the shot off like that. You, you had three and a half seconds and two fouls to get. You could eat up that time and not even let them get a shot off. They almost got bit there. Either way, the Tornadoes are going to take a first-half lead over the four-seeded 10-1 and one Pittsfield Sox. He's a great start for the Tornadoes who come in 6-7. and seven. They are... They just came out and they have responded nicely to the physicality that Pittsfield brings. Yeah, they were a little, a little unnerved in the first couple of minutes with the pressure, but they, they've responded well. The pressure really hasn't bothered them. I don't have the tip. We'll get the uh, stats here. I don't think there was a bunch of turnovers for A Town. 
And that was the key to not turn it over against this Pittsfield pressure. We'll take a three-minute break here, come back with a halftime show. You're listening to A-Town Tornadoes Basketball on AM 1330 FM 95.7 WRAM, our first game of our Western Holiday Tournament broadcast here. We'll come back here in three minutes with the LMP Insurance Agency Halftime Show. And we are back here for the LMP Insurance Agency Halftime Show on AM 1330 FM 95.7 WRAM. The A-Town Tornadoes are going to take a uh, first-half lead over the fourth seed at Pittsfield Sockies, 15-14. to 14. What did you see that you liked in that first half, uh, Mr. Temple? I liked uh, the way the uh, the Tornadoes took care of the basketballs, what I really liked. Uh, looking at the, uh, well, six turnovers, they, what do they average? They average, uh, well, they average 17 and a half, so they're well below their, their average for half of a basketball. Uh, Pittsfield only turned it over five times. And I think a lot of that uh, six turnovers are probably there really early. Once they started handling the pressure a little better. Uh, um, again, probably maybe two or three of those came in the first first half of the first quarter. Right. And they, didn't, they did really well for that. And they're shooting the ball pretty well, too. Field goal percentage for the uh, for the uh, Tornadoes is 44%, just 23% for the uh, Pittsfield Sockies. Two of 13 uh, from the field. Or, uh, six of 26 from the field, only two of 10 from the three-point line. Which, you know, stop shooting here. We got a couple of uh, sponsors jumping on for A Town Sports. They've done a great job here. We've got a couple A Town games on, and they continue to jump on here. What are some of our uh, sponsors rolling on? Well, some more of the ones that uh, we had in the first half there. Tompkins State Bank, a proud supporter of the A Town Tornado, stop in Avon, Abingdon, Knoxville, or Galesburg today and see the difference in a real community bank. Tompkins State Bank, community minded and customer focused since 1884. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Also, the Charm Center. Keep your head in the game and looking good. Get to the Charm Center in Abingdon, whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look. Diana and Jen can get you looking your best. Make your appointment today at 309-462-2292 or just stop by and see them at 108 East Meek Street in Abingdon. Also, Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence. Cool Beans Coffee Lounge for a great cup of coffee, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor with 150 rotating flavors, and Heartland Deck and Fence and Abingdon are proud supporters of A-Town Athletic. Here's to a great year from Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence, and one more here this time around. Heil Trucking south of Prairie City on Route 41 can handle all your trucking needs, from dry van to liquid tank. If you need it moved, Hiles will get it done. Hiles also has the parts you need and can service your heavy-duty trucks and trailers. Heil Trucking on Route 41, just south of Prairie City. Thank you to all of those uh, A-Town sponsors jumping on. Here we got a ton of them, and they uh, help support uh, getting these on the air. Uh, just like all of our other programs, getting sponsors on is important. Get these athletes and teams showcased here, and A-Town's putting on a good showcase to start. I believe this is maybe the fourth or fifth game so far of the holiday tournament. We can take a look at the uh, there you go. past schedule. Uh, the first game of the day, West Hancock took down Canton, 52-29. to uh, That was pretty much expected. West Hancock, very solid team, 9-2, and two, with only uh, two losses coming to, of course, Mammoth Roseville, one of them. So it's just a very solid team there. They're going to move on to the championship round. They'll play Illini Bluffs, who took down Liberty, 62-28. to They'll play them tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Then in the third game of the day, Farmington beat Eureka, 49-39. Farmington will play Rock Ridge, who beat Lewistown 56-30. to I believe they had a 30-point lead they, after the uh, half. I believe it was 31-11. to So they put on a nice show 
in that one, and now we are on our fifth game of the day. In the Constellation games, uh, Canton will play Liberty at 9 a.m. tomorrow, and Eureka will play Lewistown at 10.30 following that game. Yeah, Action-packed uh, action first half of this tournament so far. Yeah, so far, um, and you and I were talking at the station earlier today that if all the teams were supposed to win, that were supposed to win in the first round, that's going to set up one of the maybe one of the best second days on the winner's side of the bracket in, in a long time yeah. because there's there there are eight teams out of the sixteen here that are really really good and all eight had a at least an argument for the top four seeds at one time during that during that uh, first part of the season uh, and then the eight the bottom eight having some struggles this year it's very top heavy any one of those eight can win it but also it's very top heavy all eight of those teams that that we uh, that we think should get to the second round is going to meet tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. After this game, we'll have Macomb and Brown County. They will follow at 6.30. And then after Macomb, we'll get Camp Point Central Southeastern, the number one seed, 8-0. And that leads into our second broadcast of the day. That'll be on Sunny 97.7. Well, Throwsville Titans get on the floor against Illini West. They come in at 8-4. Illini West comes in at 7-5. That's a tough uh, first matchup for Mama Throwsville. And if they win it, they'll have to come Right back tomorrow, same time, 9.30, and play the number one seed, 8-0 Camp Point Central. That's, but if you ask Coach Nick Soto, he's saying, take care of business tonight. We've had uh, we've had breakfast with the Titans. I think at a shootout early this year. I know you did like a 10.30 in the morning game. Uh-huh. We've had lunch with the Titans at, uh, at uh, the, uh, the Thanksgiving tournament. We're going to have midnight snacks with the uh, Titans tonight. That's what we're going to have to build as for tonight's ball game. If we get a nice overtime game, we might just be broadcasting Soto's uh, post-game show at uh, midnight. I've been here before when the 8 o'clock game in the first round went triple overtime. Oh, I've been here. We weren't on the air. I wasn't on the air at that time, but I was up in these stands watching, and it was a late last game. <laughs> I'm a night out. We'll be fine. Right. We've got to hope that uh, Camp Point Central Southeastern doesn't go that long, or we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, you know, here and at the studio till midnight, but both teams taking the floor once again here as the halftime show comes to an end. Of course, brought to you by LMP Insurance Agency. For your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs, contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. And then Sean uh, gave the halftime scoring update earlier. That's sponsored by Save a Food Store. Um, let's see. You'll enjoy competitive wages in a fast-paced environment if you apply at Save a Lot Food Store in Monmouth. That's uh, yeah. the halftime. Just as I figured, I knew A-Town didn't make a whole lot of shots outside the paint. Twelve of their 15 points came from in the paint, and that's counting one of the free throws. So so most of their field goals, five of their six field goals, came from inside the paint. Both teams back on the floor and in action. Pittsfield will start with the ball. That's Connor Allen and Elijah Petty, or Javen Petty, rather. Like starters back on the floor both ways. Two fouls for Connor Allen for Pittsfield, two fouls for Aiden Siegel. For eight down. Nobody else with two. Petty the inside to Mendenhall. He backs down south. Shot is off the glass and good. Good start for midfield. But they just give it to Mendenhall into the basket. He goes to work. Puts the Sockies back in the lead 16-15. Well, there was a couple of times in the first half where Mendenhall got the, got the, got the ball deep and had a really good look. So I'm sure that was uh, one of the halftime adjustments for Coach Dame. Hey, let's get it to Mendenhall in the yeah. paint. And that's what it was here the first trip down the floor. Atow back on offense. Redfern to the inside for South. Nice pass to Stiegel. He'll go inside and draw the foul on Connor Allen. Be his third. Third foul on Allen. That's the starter there. And he's, if we look at his stats, he provides 
Provides seven points a game, 4.8 rebounds. He's a leading rebound hitter for Pittsfield. He's in early foul trouble. Puts uh, tornadoes at three points. Yeah, that's what one of one six of six to start. start. One of five in the first half. One of Steagles missed all three of his first uh, attempts here. As a 44% free throw shooter on the season. Starts off this one 0 for 3. Second shot on the way is good. He gets his first one to go 1 for 4 now for Stiegel. Checking in for uh, Pittsfield is going to be a sophomore, Taylor Graham. He, he comes in for Connor Allen. As Pittsfield back on offense, a minute away here in the uh, third quarter to the inside. Javen Petty had his shot going right down, and it just bounces out. Unfriendly wow. bounce for Petty. That thing was at least halfway down, if not if not more than halfway down, and then just kind of rattled out. A-town on offense here tied up, or actually, yeah, tied up at 16. Hook to the outside for Gray Anderson. Redburn goes in on Graham. And got a travel on Carter Redford. Put the ball there. Like Dom Hague there. Didn't really, I mean, it was, could have been situations where they call the defense for kind of riding him down the lane, but he didn't really bump him. He was just kind of going with him. This field takes back over on offense. Petty will come across the timeline to Mendenhall. Mendenhall looking for the entry pass. Now just sticks it out to Tom Hayes. Tom Hayes works on the inside. Thinks about a shot from the free throw line. I picks it to Petty. Thinks about another three for Tom Hayes. Outside, look for Graham. He's off the mark and picks uh, A-Town with the rebound. Two of ten in the first half of the three-point line for the Sockies. Hook brings it across the timeline. Redfern working on Gratton. Hook takes a three and buries it. Kellen Hook knocks it down and puts A-Town up 19-6. That was a smooth shot there. He looked confident and he looked really smooth with that one. I believe that is the first three of the game for A-Town. There's Tom Hayes wanting his uh, offense move around here against the defense. Ooh, good. Shot up away there. from Petty. It got tipped and no good. I think, yeah, I think Dre Anderson got a piece of that. And did somebody touch it after Anderson? Because I'm sure Dre got a piece of that. Somebody gonna, must have got a hand on it for It's going to go back to A-Town. Yeah, Pittsfield. Must have touched it the point one out of bounds. Full court pressure once again. They'll back out of it. Now they send the half court pressure, and Stiegel gets it across the timeline. Stiegel entry pass is stolen away by Taylor Graham. Good defense there from Graham. He'll push up forward to Gratton. Inside Mendenhall draws a foul. That's on, this will be an interesting call here. That's on Stiegel. That's his third. Ooh, it is. Stiegel. So both. Uh, Connor Allen and Aiden Stiegel have have three fouls. Aiden Strong coming in to check in. The first free throw is no good for Mendenhall. A super confident shoot that one, but he is a 63% free throw shooter on the season. We got to get Stiegel out of there. He averages nine and a half points in his leading rebound at about five and a half a game. Mendenhall's second free throw is good. Goes one of two on this trip and makes it a 19-17 game. A-Town in the lead with under five minutes to play in this third quarter. Quick to the basket goes Drew Fouch and just lays it right in. Blow by against the Pittsfield defense. I believe it's the largest A-Town lead of the game so far. It's a four-point lead, 21-17. That layup just kind of hung right on the rim. I don't know if it's going to go down or not. 
Tom Hayes goes inside, draws a foul on the floor against Gray Anderson. Gray's gonna get here. Uh, Jason Danner giving us a call right here in front of us, like he was mic'd up there. Yeah. Right in front of our uh, broadcast location. Start incorporating the mic up a little bit. Second call. Second eight down defense, forcing the five seconds. Great Tornadoes defense, will take over on offense. <laughs> oh, Fouch gets it tipped away, and it's a turnover, and Pittsfield's going to throw it away. Uh, Eli Mendenhall was mad at Aiden Graden for throwing him the basketball. I, I mean, it wasn't the great spot, but I mean, it went right between his legs. As they tell, and just makes the catch. He probably has a layup out of that. And then he was mad at Grant for throwing it to him. And beyond offense, they'll push over Hook. Hook gets it tipped away, and I think that's going to go off of Pittsfield. Stays with the Tornadoes. About it right in front of uh, A-Town Bench. Redfern, the inbounder. Gets it into Dre Anderson. Anderson will get a eight-pound set into an offense here. Kind of had a back-and-forth of turnovers and almost turnovers here. As Aitown tries to settle down with a four-point lead coming up on the four-minute mark of the third quarter. Redfern goes inside and gets the drive off the glass. This is a six-point lead for the underdog Aitown. Pittsfield's going to call a timeout. The Tornadoes are hiked up through the uh, sideline there. Nice take there by Redfern. Holy cow, that was a contested layup right, right all the way to the rim. This is a 23-17 to 17 lead with under four minutes to go in this third quarter as a timeout from uh, Coach Brad Tomei. We'll get to some more A-Town sponsors. Electromechanical Resources with over 40 years of experience. You can rely on Electromechanical Resources. EMR can repair and rewire your farm, commercial, industrial, or residential motors to help you minimize your downtime. If you need parts, EMR doesn't have them. They can surely get them. Customer service is the number one priority at Electromechanical Resources in Abingdon. Also, Hensel Pearson West, having the talk of a lifetime can make a big difference. Sharing stories with people you'd love and cherish not only strengthens our bond with them, but will also be very significant when it's time for us to honor the life they live. This message is brought to you by Hensel Pearson West Funeral Directors and Cremation Services located in Gelsberg and Abingdon. Before we get on the floor, a couple more here. Frank Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. For all your bulldozing and ag drainage, needs, call Scott and Beth at Bragg Bulldozing and Ag Drainage. And also, Country Financial Study Post to help you find the answers to your financial questions with insurance coverage to help protect what's most important to you at a price you can afford. So while you're juggling your busy schedule, Shelly will make sure she's there when you need her the most. Call Shelly at 309-772-3003 for all your insurance needs. Both teams back on the floor here under four minutes to go. Pittsfield on offense. They trail by six as the four seed, the 10 and one hockey coming in. Three ball on the way is good, and that's going to surely settle Pittsfield back down here as they cut this lead in half on that three from Javen Petty. Petty goes to the inside to contest and draws a foul. Yeah, we'll go on Petty. That's his second. That's his second three ball of the ball game. He's got six. Average is 12, so he's just halfway to his, his season average with uh, only three and a half minutes left in the third. But a guy like inbound play he here. He up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Gray Anderson pushes over the timeline at the pass to Redfern. Hook thinks about a three from the wing, and he'll slow it down and get A-Town into an offense here as they lead 23-20, to 20, coming up on three minutes to go. That was a good ball movement. They got a over to Hook, who's a 40% three-point shooter, and he passed one up. 
Redfern tries to go inside on Mendenhall, and the shot was just short. And it'll go out of bounds. Pittsfield will change possession. They three-pointers at the uh, eight-town tour. They only shot two three-pointers in the first half. Not, they're not a huge three-point no. shooting team anyway, but just two in the first half. That's playing to the strength. It's tough to shoot in this yeah, place. I believe they shoot about 148 on this stat sheet. I think Milan Roseville shoots 448. <laughs> right. As A-Town gets the ball back on offense, Dre Anderson goes on the uh, coast-to-coast run and draws a foul on 23 uh, Tom Hayes. He's got actually second. He's got two. Javen Petty's got two. And Tom Allen has three. And that's the third team foul in the soccer in the third quarter. A-Town for the inbound to Redfern in the corner. Outside to Hook. Started on the wing by Petty. Hook, step back three. You made one earlier. This one's just short. Tip by Fouch and out of bounds. Off of Pittsfield. You're going to say that was off of Pittsfield. Coach Tom Hayes wants one of the other officials to help out the uh, baseline official. Probably hearing in my headset here. Uh, About three feet away. Yeah, not too sure about that call there. (laughs) That's just not good. I need you to start using that line. That's, That's just not good. Hook drive to the free throw. He gets stopped, and we'll kick it out to Redfern. 2.30 to go. Fouch thinks about a three. Off to Hook. Hook in the corner. Good defense by Grattan. Still plenty of time on the shot clock here, down to 15. Redfern. Dre Anderson, who will set up at the logo. Now you're down to 10, down to 8. Anderson drive, kicks out to Fouch. He'll take his three and knock it down. Big shot by Drew Fouch. Drew Fouch for the Farm King three-pointer. The family score with more since 1959. It puts the tornadoes back up by six. Foul on the floor against A-Town. Yeah, wait for the ball. They're going to say that Aiden Stromson getting getting mixed up with a uh, socky. Getting his first foul. uh, Drew Fouch, nine points today. Averages uh, just six on the season. Pittsfield ahead offense, under two to play, and a big shot there on a three-point play opportunity for Tom Hayes. It'll be Trey Anderson's second foul. I'll start to add up here in the third quarter. Tom Hayes, I'm, I'm his coach's kid. You know he shoots free throws well. All coaches get free free don't they? Absolutely. It's part of the fundamentals. He is up there on this sheet, 62%. I would have thought that was a little more. He's only had 21 the second one goes, or the uh, three-point opportunity is good as it cuts the lead back to three. Push for Redfern for A-Town. Goes to the lane, lost his handle on it, but Jacob Hall takes it away and gets it back to uh, A-Town on possession. Inside, Bronson oh, draws a foul. If that shot goes, that is a huge turnaround getting a second opportunity. Allen goes against Petty. Third on Petty. So now Petty with three and Allen with three. With a minute 45 to go here in the third quarter, Coach Coach Brad Tomey's got a decision to make here. Thompson will shoot two. First one's good. First, uh, Robert Thompson fucking three throws good. I believe it's the first trip to the line for Thompson. He's one for three on the season. This is his third. That was his third free throw today. And the second free throw is back iron. Mendenhall battles for the rebound, but Jacob Hall gets the long rebound as it's tipped away. A-Town's going to retain possession up by four. Jacob Hall is the Johnny on the spot all this entire ball game, man. He's got 
50-50 balls. He's a hustler, and yeah. he, just, he gets it and goes right down the court. Redfern. Big shot right here. Hooks three is just short. Long rebound goes to Javen Petty. I'll get, you, uh, I'll get you up seven. And a ton of momentum. Tom Hay working on Hall. Kick to Graham. Big three for Pittsfield is just short. Rebound by Redfern. And a foul oh, back no, that's, by that's third Tom foul on Tom Hay now. And that just drives the coach crazy. It's a reach foul. Three quarters of the court away from your own basket. Oh. Now, it's uh, in the bonus. That's so the new rules in high school basketball. If you're, fifth, after you're on your fifth free throw, you get two shots the rest of the quarter. Redfern will be the shooter here. As <laughs> senior Lucas Nichols checks in for Tom Hayes. Here's the tornadoes. You're not quite sure you want to be in the free throw line a lot today. There we go. Gets it to go for Redfern here. Like he said, hasn't been the best shooting night for eight now, but no, but he's he's a good shooter. Twenty five out of twenty nine on the season coming into this ball game. Eighty six percent. So that's the guy you want to free throw. Second one goes for Redfern. As this is now back to a six point game. A town applies some full court pressure here. Back and forth between Petty and Graham and up to Nichols. As they beat the pressure here, three ball on the way from Pittsfield. That's no good from Bratton. Jacob Hole, there's that man again, and a foul in the backcourt. That is against uh, 33, Taylor Graham. Two more Hall free throws. will go to the line again. Let's all shoot. He's, a, he's just a 33% free throw shooter, so now one of the, uh, one of the better ones on the ball club. Four out of 12. Say what, Paul has not scored, but he has had a big imprint on this ballgame. So, yeah, for the Tornadoes. He's in a present thing. First free throw is back iron, no good for Hall. Pays a six-point, 29-23 game with under a minute to play in this third quarter. Hall's second free throw is good, 30-23 now. Time running out on the third quarter. Six out of 13 from the free throw line to the Tornadoes. And a seven-point lead. Petty drives the swing to Nichols. His three, no good. The threes have been off the mark so far for Pittsfield in the third quarter. Battle under the basket. Fouch takes it away, and they're going to get a timeout from Dolby. Taken by Coach Link. Coach Tom Dave, not quite sure they had possession before they made the timeout call, but it is what it is. It's a good battle from Drew Fouch, and a nice timeout there from Coach Link. 38.2 to go in the third quarter. Tornadoes take a 30-23 lead, their largest lead of the day, as they are looking to hold on to an upset of the four-seed the 10-1 uh, Pittsfield Sockies here. Um, I believe Camp Point is the only uh, top seed that hasn't played yet for the line of Lawson Rockridge has played. So yeah. they would be the first top seed to lose. Now the, uh, the uh, second seed line of Bluffs won by 34. Uh, Rockridge won by 26. Pittsfield in a struggle here. The fourth seed in a struggle. Then Camp Point Central will play at 8 o'clock tonight against Southeastern. both teams back on the floor. A-Town, possession of the ball, red turning inbounder. Inbound to Hook. Pittsfield will stay in their full court. Hook stops his dribble, gets it to Redfern. Kind of lucky Redfern was right there. Nice crossover by Redfern. He completely shook his defender. Redfern's got the ball on the wing, 23.2. Got about a a two-and-a-half second-ish difference between the game and shot clock. Redfern 
Diving side guard off by Graham. Now he's double. Swing to Jacob Hall. Eight times we have to put something up. Hall loses it. Shot clock's winding down, and that's going to be a violation. Second one. Yeah, Coach Tomhave wants a little bit more time on the clock. It should be. It would be, uh, I think it was about two and a half, three seconds. With the uh, shot clock, yeah. I, I think so. What was the, what you say the difference? Was it was probably about two, two and, and a half seconds. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to say. I got about 2.3. 2.3, yeah. That's the right. That's the right. Oh. Give. That's a bounty. That'll get you a good look from half court. Maybe maybe top of the key. We're going to throw deep. Throw Picked deep. Picked off by South. Now he can throw deep and he got it off. Oh, oh short. Oh, oh, man. He was really close to getting that one to go. Just short from Drew Fouch, and he knows it by the look on his face. He knows that would have been a huge three. That just might have popped. Yeah, that would have given a 10 point lead if that goes. You talk about a loud crowd pops for the <laughs> NBA or college like this. That would have been a pop. But it is 30 to 23 after the end of three. Eight now looking to hold on to their upset bid over the 10 and one Pittsfield Sockies here from the Western Illinois Holiday Tournament. We'll take a quick 30 second break and be back here for the final quarter. You're listening to Eight Town Basketball on AM 1330 FM 95.7 WREM, the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Back here on AM 1330 FM 95.7, the final quarter of our first broadcast from this Western Illinois Holiday Tournament. The A-Town Tornadoes take a uh, seven-point lead into the uh, third quarter break. They have the ball looking to extend that lead. Hook shot, little force there. Shot is off the mark, but a nice flying rebound from Weston. Marler keeps the ball with A-Town. I've always enjoyed watching Weston play basketball. That guy gives 120% every second he's on the floor. He is a 5'8 senior, and he is just all over the place. <laughs> And the difference in uh, in other levels of basketball, usually off an offensive rebound, the shot clock goes to 20. It resets all the way to 35. Nice, or at least this weekend. At least this tournament. Yeah. Under 10 on the shot clock. Fouch's three is off the mark. 7-18. Pittsfield will. Back on offense. All three players for Pittsfield with three personal fouls are on the floor. Javen Petty, Brennan Tom Habe, and Connor Allen also is sticking on the 24-4. Um, I don't see no. Steve. So you can buy you, with the seven point lead, you can buy him a little bit more. Yeah. If you're Pittsfield, you gotta you gotta empty your uh, rotation. You you just gotta say, well, go out there and give your percent. If you foul out, you foul no. out. You gotta empty the clip. Hey, uh, Pittsfield on offense, a minute away in the third quarter. Tom Hayes inside Mendenhall, backing down. Fouch got to push on Fouch. Give me a second. 23 points from Pittsfield through three quarters. What did you say they average? 52 for ball game, 2.1. This is a town defense. It's held uh, its opponents to about 47.3. And unless Pittsfield, you know, gets on a scoring run here, they're going to hold them to less than that average even. Yeah, 52 divided by four to 30. You should have 39 by the end of the third quarter. They're sitting at 23. They stay on offense here. Tom Hayes, no look past the outside. Gratton will take it from the free throw line. No good. Rebound by Redfern. As Pittsfield is on a bit of a shooting drought here. Over the timeline pass to Redfern. Uh, some trouble crowding up there. A turnover for A-Town. It's the first, uh, first trouble he's seen against this full court press in a while. Inside, Tom Hayes. Foul tries to draw the charge to get the block, and that's his third foul. He is third. But I see Siegel back in there. So I think Lincoln is just going to keep them all in. Five players on the floor with three personal fouls. I have Siegel's back out there. So Siegel and 
vouch for A Town and then Tommy, Petty, and Alan. And Tommy, this is another free throw. Short on the free throw from Tommy. It's a say a uh, seven point game. And this is a free throw. Second one goes. It's 30 24 now. Pittsfield with their first point in, in several minutes. So they've been on a drought here, both shooting wise and they've had a tough look from the free throw line. They keep applying the half court pressure. A Town beats it down. Fouch. It's Mendenhall in the air. Now kicks it out to Cook. Coach Lee Bonnie refused. He put his hands up like, I just stopped. <laughs> he got all the way down to the block and then just kind of stopped. Coming up on the six minute mark. Fouch with the ball. At the top of the key now is Dre Anderson, guarded by Petty. On the wing. Inside look, a little miscommunication between uh, Anderson and Spiegel. There's going to be a turnover to Pittsfield. Tom Hayes. Out of Grattan now to Connor Allen. Petty working on hook and got tipped away there at the turnover. Forced by A-Town. They'll take back over on offense. 5.40 to go in this fourth quarter. Looking to hold on to their upset bid. Anderson and we've got Anderson looks like he stepped out of bounds. Oh. Yeah, I think that's what the call was. Anderson stepped out of bounds there. So, it's going to be a turn over for Aitown. And then, and then uh, came yeah, back yeah. in. He was the first one to touch it, I guess. Okay, because I didn't think okay. he was standing out of bounds. But right. Came back in, and then he was the first man to touch it. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get the ball. Yeah. yeah, he didn't get the ball, you know, until he was back in bounds. But from the look huh. down there. I guess you can't go up and sit the bleachers and hide <laughs> and then just run out there and <laughs> somebody Make probably tried that. That's <laughs> right. why they yeah, passed the rule. If there's a rule, somebody's tried. Yep. Three ball for Pittsfield. They just have not had anything really fall from beyond the arc as it'll go back to the Tornadoes. We've got three men on the full court pressure. They're trying to get this ball back and erase this deficit quickly. Spiegel underneath goes on Mendenhall and gets the tough turnaround off the glass. Eight-point lead. Now I think that's their biggest lead of the day. 450 left. A lot of empty trips here by Pittsfield. Always better to have your biggest lead of the day in the uh, waning minutes in the uh, last quarter. Allen, turn around, nice shot from the turnaround, gets it to go. And an immediate timeout there from Coach Tom Hay for the Hawkeys. Cutting it to six again is Pittsfield. Yeah, still plenty of time in this one, but you know, you, you've had a lot of empty trips here in the second half. As the uh, Pittsfield stock is one, two, three, four, just four field goals since halftime for or Pittsfield. Yeah, you know, a 10 and 1 team that averages 52 point once per game can get on a uh, a roll quickly. It's going to be up to eight out to contain that as best as they can. And they're going to play defense. They're going to have to get stops. And you're going to have to get stops without fouling because you got four guys or three guys with three fouls. As I know, timeout. Pittsfield back on the floor. Eight now coming out of their timeout. Three timeouts left for A Town, two for Pittsfield. The timeouts brought to you by Tinkham's Electric and Coligan of Monmouth Water. Tornadoes with two two team fouls. Pittsfield with none. So if you're Pittsfield, you're going to need to foul here in the next couple of minutes. You're going to have to start uh, getting the fouls up now. I've seen that with the fouls resetting at each quarter. I've seen it many times where a team needs to foul, and they've got to foul a lot just to get to the free throw line. Inside, Redfern going oh, in on Redfern. Shot is good, and no easy shots when you're working on uh, Pittsfield here. But they've gotten them to go from beyond the arc. I think you said that 
30, about 34 of these eight pound well, maybe about 28 of these 34 eight pound points have been just three feet from the basket. Yeah. Well, minus the free throws, which they haven't had a lot going, and only two, I believe, three pointers. Do a great job of finishing. Ooh, up another move, no good by Javen Teddy. He knocked out of bounds by Pittsfield. Eight now will take over on possession. Up by eight. Coach Stompy's beside himself down here. It's all right. Anderson, the inbounder. The throw to Fouch, who comes down to get it. Well, he gets a bucket here. Gets this thing up to stand or even 11 with a three-pointer. That's going to be big. Oh, and a travel call and foul. Oh, they say he was fouled. I got to say he was fouled first. Nope, 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 travel. I heard the whistle and I thought uh, the official was going to signal a foul. It was not his travel. Oh, yeah. thought maybe he got bumped and I missed it. Under four to play coming up on 3.30 as Pittsfield is on offense. Teddy going to bring it over the timeline. Get a screen from Mendenhall. Think about pulling him. Now we'll just swing it out to Tom Hape. Backing in Tom Hape. Tough shot. He's going to draw a foul on Fouch. And I believe that's his fourth for Drew Fouch. Good call. There was there was a good piece of the arm there. Yeah, that's on Fouch. That's his fourth. Yeah, I, I don't see a Not a deep bench for, no. for the Tornadoes. So if they get into any kind of foul trouble here, I think it's the overtime or something. Got a long way to go to get to overtime. First free throw rolls in for uh, Tom Hayes. Brings it down to seven again. I think I keep Fouch in here with a limited bench. Tom Hayes' second free throw is good. 34-28 now. And like we said earlier, you know, both coaches just emptying their clips. As we mentioned earlier, A-Town trying to pull off the upset bid. Pittsfield trying to avoid it. Trouble corralling is Siegel. Now he gets it to the corner. Kellen Hook three is knocked down. In the corner. Shot by Kellen Hook. That brings it up to nine. Huge shot. That's the biggest lead, like we said. Again, another uh, biggest lead of the day for A-Town. Missed shot from Pittsfield. Petty battling underneath the basket. And Petty had wide open if he would have got that pass between a couple of defenders. Out of bounds for Pitts, or out of bounds off of uh, A Town. They'll stay with Pittsfield. Uh, Sheckler comes into the game for the Tornadoes. Coming in for Fouch, who has four fouls in this game. Tom um, Hayes, big three for Pittsfield. No, they have just had no luck from beyond the arc as A Town has a nine point lead under three minutes to play. Getting it over the timeline, Dre Anderson. He's doubled off. Swing the inside, Stiegel, hook, wide open three. Short, that would have been a huge one to bring it to double digits coming up on 2.30. Instead, missed and Pittsfield on offense. The three ball has not, not fallen for Pittsfield, but they're going to have to start taking some here pretty soon with 2.20 to go. Mendenhall working inside, drawing the foul. Get the finish, though. Three-point play would help, too. We talked about three points. You know, if they want three points, they go underneath the basket. But, yeah. Just off the mark. Ooh, Stiegel with this fourth. Stiegel. I know all these both of these. This is the first one. Lines up for first free throw. No good. It'll stay a nine-point lead for A-Town. Drew Fouch coming back into the game for Sheckler. Fouch with four fouls. Stiegel with four fouls now. Four fouls. Uh, nobody is for four fouls with Pittsfield. Second free throw bounces in for Mendenhall. 
That thing went straight up off the back iron, went straight up and back down through. Now with 2.19 to play, a town on offense, up eight. Redfern looking for an inbound. He's got it to Anderson. Anderson to uh, uh, Redfern is going to draw a foul on that is Connor Allen, his fourth. First, first, first Saki with four fouls. Team foul, four on A Town and just one on Pittsfield. So again, with 2.15 to go, they're going to have to start fouling here pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, with the they position they're in. Down. With the position Pittsfield's in, we might see a couple of foul outs. That's the. Uh, the double-edged sword of the of the five team fouls. They're going to say an offensive foul is going to go on Kellen Hurl. Yeah. Yeah. No. no. Asa Spiegel, he fouls out of the game, I believe. Oh, wow, it is. Asa Spiegel on an illegal screen. Sheckler wow. will come in. No. Maybe. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was Spiegel. Fouch also checks out for Jacob Hall. In will come Jacob Hall, who's provided some good minutes, but Spiegel fouled out, right? Yeah, he's off the floor. Yeah, he's got five up on the board. Mendenhall now to Tom. A big three for Pittsfield. They finally get one to go for the Stockies. This is now a five-point game. First three-pointer since way back in the first. Uh, I guess it, uh, Teddy got one in the third, but it was early third. Yeah, 150 to go. Pittsfield has brought it from nine to five. And with the shot clock, you can't eat too much time nope. here. Hook to Sheckler, and now Anderson, 130. Anderson. That's a hook guarded by Taylor Graham. Down to 10. Hook's doubled off. He's got to, they got to put something up. They're in trouble here, and a down to five. Big time out. Even though when you come back out, you only got four on the clock, but at least you can design a play with four seconds to go. You got plenty of timeouts, so. They got into a bit of a bind there. Link had to take it out. We'll get to some of our A-Town sponsors with 1.23 to go. Well, those off our great uh, Tornado sponsors. Carolyn and Company, looking for a tasty bite to eat between games and head to Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery. Carolyn and Company has everything you need from home-baked, home-cooked breakfast, homemade tenderloins, and daily lunch breakfast. And, of course, no meal is complete without a made-from-scratch sweet treat. Be sure to stop by Carolyn and Company Cafe and Bakery in Abingdon. Also, Advanced Rehab. Don't let pain keep you out of the game of life. Don't live with it. Get rid of it. Advanced Rehab and Sports Medicine. Also, Thompson State Bank, a proud supporter of A-Town Tornado Athletics. Stop in Avon, Abingdon, Knoxville, or Gettlesburg today and see the difference in a real community bank. Thompson State Bank, community-minded, customer-focused since 1884. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Redburn will take the inbound out of the timeout. Only four seconds on the shot clock. See what uh, Coach Link designed up here. Hall. He's going to have to take it. He's in trouble. He throws it up. I don't know if he got it off. They're going to say no. Not violation. Sockies can get this thing down under down five. two or three. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you need to force a three. No. And that's that's good for the Sockies. They don't have to force anything anymore. Back when they were down nothing, they started after forcing them. But Tom Hay hit that big three. To the inside, Connor Allen underneath the basket just oh, off the mark. A point blank of Jacob Hall pulled down the rebound and drawed a foul on Pittsfield. Mendenhall and Pittsburgh first. Only the second team foul. Still not shoot free throws here with a minute four. Boy, Connor Allen would love to have that one back. That would have been a huge Yeah, Got all the way to the rim. Almost a little contested, but not not too much. Just, just clutched the layup. 
Anderson hooks, unable to corral it. And this ball is going to Pittsfield on a turnover by Aiden. Mendenhall's going to bring back in the offense for defense. Get Mendenhall with his uh, white body on the offensive end. He gets some quickness in on defense. 102, Pittsfield's back on offense. And we got a foul off the ball here. Gray Anderson, that'll be his third. And then shooting free throws will be the man you want on the line if you're Pittsfield, and that's Brennan, uh, Brennan Tommy. Eight pound now, or uh, Pittsfield now in the bonus. Big free throw. Good. First one good from Brennan Tommy. Four point game. Four for five in this quarter. Four for, or a five for six for the ball game from the free throw line is Tommy. This is a one possession, three point game. Still plenty of time, too. Yeah, two. Six point will run for Pittsfield. But they're going to keep applying the pressure. Anderson. If you're Pittsfield, you don't have to foul because of the 35 second clock. Redfern in trouble. He picked up his dribble. He gets it to Anderson. Anderson pushing. Fouch. Over the timeline, under a minute. Call by Fouch when he caught the ball. Redfern fouled by Connor Allen. He's going to foul in the game. going to be five fouls. Tom Hayes, uh, Coach Tom Hayes said no. Foul. He didn't need to. You know, with the, with the uh, shot clock, you don't need to. And Allen's going to foul out. 52.2 to go. Four points for Allen. Average is seven. It takes a rebound to roll. And it resets the shot clock. And the inbound is stolen away by Gratton. He has trouble corralling it. They're going to battle underneath the basket. And it's going to go off of Grattan, and A-Town will stay on the offensive wow. side. <laughs> Official Jason Danner was right on top of it. They've got a, they've got a deep score table right across from us uh, that, that the TV broadcast is. Uh-huh. The internet broadcast is broadcasting from it. It was almost banged into their score. Another table. inbound for Gray Anderson. Pass up to Hook, and almost stolen away by Tom Hagen. He might get the ball for a score. foul. He uh, joined, I think he's the next one with four, and I believe Shays uh, and uh, Petty has three. Next shoot, next uh, foul will be a will be a two-shot foul for the eight-count tornado. And they still don't have to foul. The four for Kellen Hook is going to get a foul on Grattan. And that will send Kellen Hook to the free throw line. Well, he's a 77% free throw shooter. Hasn't, hasn't shot one tonight, but 77% of the season. It's a big possession here. You can bring it back up to two. Two possessions. Yeah, at least one of these two is huge. There's still plenty of time, though. 41.3. First one from Hook rattles in. A big one for Kellen Hook. Rattles the first one home. He's right. Robert Thompson, three throw. He's good. He'll line up for his second. Straight through at the 5.39 to 34 lead for the underdog A-Town in this one. They're looking to hold on to an upset bid over the fourth-seeded Pittsfield Sockies, who are on offense now with Petty. Mendenhall takes it up the floor. He'll drive on Fouch. Tom Hayes, three ball, no good. Tip, rebound by Weston Marler, pulls it down, and Mendenhall... We'll get called for the foul. It's his second. And, of course, the bonus here, Marler, will go to the line. Where he, four of eight, not, four a, lot, eight. not a lot of attempts, but 50% free throw shooter. And a timeout here going to try to freeze the shooter is Coach Tom. Yeah, 
Now, before the shot, we got 28.8 to go. And this is a very, probably the first, uh, first uh, real close one. Farmington Eureka, uh, the last game, it was a 10-point uh, finish there, but I thought half it was about four points, so that was a good one, too. Yeah, it wasn't bad there, but Farmington had that pretty well in hand yeah. throughout. The other two games were, were won by some pretty good teams at West Hancock, Alina Bluff, and Rockridge as well. The Charm Center, keep your head in the game and looking good. Get to the Charm Center and having it, whether you need a quick trim or a whole new look. Diana and Jen can get you looking your best. Make your appointment today at 309-462-2292 or stop by 108 East Meek Street in Abingdon. Also, Cool Beans Coffee Lounge for a great cup of coffee. The Scoop Ice Cream Parlor with over 150 rotating flavors. And Hortland Deck and Fence in Abingdon are proud supporters of Abingdon Athletics. Here's to a great year from Cool Beans Coffee Lounge, the Scoop Ice Cream Parlor, and Heartland Deck and Fence. Also, Howell Trucking south of Prairie City on Route 41 can handle all your trucking needs. From dry van to liquid tank, if you need a move, Howell's will get it done. Howell Trucking on Route 41 just south of Prairie City. We return to game action. Weston Marler go to the free throw line with eight out of five. Not a whole lot of attempts. No, no attempts tonight. Four of eight on the season. First free throw back iron for Marler. No good. This can still make it two full possessions. Two free throws are going to make it three possessions. Lying up for the second, Marler gets it to go. As we are up to six points, a six-point lead for A-Town, 40 to 34. Petty pushing. Petty, three ball, big one. This one, I believe, got tipped, and the rebound is from Hall, and he will be fouled by Petty. And that'll send Jacob Hall to the line of the A-Town Tornadoes are now at six, and we'll get two more free throw shots. The uh, four seed is really close to going down here. Our first seed knocked out here in the first round, potentially, with uh, a couple big free throws here by Hall. We pretty much do it with 17.9. First one clutch for <laughs> Jacob Hall. The line drive, that didn't get much higher than the rim itself. Yeah, he shot, um, looks like he's only shot... Well, so far. Second one Both goes. Three out of four in the second half alone there for Jacob Hall. It's a three-possession game. He's provided some big minutes here. We're up to under 15 seconds. Petty, three ball, short. And rebound by Hall. Pittsfield will not foul the Abington Avon Tornado. Tornado. Have taken down the 10 and 1 fourth seed Pittsfield. And we will see you tomorrow night. It says A-Town. They will be here at 8 o'clock tomorrow, right before the last game of the second day. Down goes number four. Wow. What a uh, what an impressive performance by the A-Town Tornadoes. Uh, got it down on the defensive end. Only giving up 34 points to Pittsfield, who averages 52. Uh, Pittsfield didn't shoot the ball well, but a lot of their stuff was contested. A lot of their stuff was contested. If you're really interested to see what the stats say at the end, they were 2 of 10 from the three-point line in the first half. Let's see what the uh, final stats are. That is a big gutsy win for A-Town. They are going to move on to the championship bracket, sending Pittsfield to the consolation bracket with a win there. A-Town goes to 7-7 seven and seven overall in the season as well. But they have had an impressive run. They got out slow. They got out to a slow start at the uh, Orient Thanksgiving tournament, but since then they've really turned the, the switch on. They play well on this floor. They, they have to the last several years. They, they just play. Here, here's the secret. They play good, solid defense. They always have it. It's a staple of the program. And, and they just 
force teams to shoot to shoot not well, which is already hard to do in, in this in this backdrop. It's already hard to shoot well here, and if, if you just keep contesting, it makes it even harder. That's the thing. Yeah. We will come back and break it all down in the uh, post-game show. Having a Navon gets the 42-34 to 34 win. We'll take a quick three-minute break, come back and break it all down here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network, AM 1330, FM 95.7. Back here on AM 1330, FM 95.7, the Abingdon Avon Tornadoes are the uh, first upset win of the day. They take down the four-seeded Pittsfield Sockies. 42 to 34 in the Great Western Holiday Tournament. This is the Laris Collision Center post game show. If you have collision damage repair, call Laris Collision Center at 734-1949. Laris Collision Center professional auto body repair services that drivers trust. Uh, Sean Temple joining me on the broadcast. This was a fun one. Let's just break it down. Like that, that's a huge win. There's that's nothing a huge to win. Yeah. nothing to scoff at. That. That's a huge win. We were looking at. Uh, we were kind of breaking down the A Town schedule there early on or in the ball game here. They they went through a four game losing streak, but that was to a line I was Pleasant Plains, West Hancock, and Farmington, all quality ball clubs, and have won four or five since then. So they came into this playing some good basketball, and and like we said uh, during the break, actually probably during the broadcast as well, the the secret to playing well here at this tournament is for one, play good defense. And for two, just force the other team into, into not shooting the ball well. And that's exactly what happened in this one. Exactly. Well, we'll break some stuff down before we get a chance to talk to uh, head coach Corey Link. Probably a pretty happy coach Link as we'll get to some of the business to take care of. As we'll get our final stats here brought to you by Spears and Spears go. Law Office. Oh, as nice. the uh, Western Holiday Tournament does a great job getting stats out. Very easy to get to as they are brought to you by Spears and Spears Law Office at 201 West Broadway in Monmouth for estate planning, trust, and family law. Let's take a look at those final stats. Well, first we'll go down the, uh, we'll give the total points for both ball clubs. First for Pittsfield, 16 points for Brennan Tom Have, uh, and then it drops all the way down to six points for Javen Petty, four points apiece for Connor Allen, Eli Mendenhall, and then two points apiece for Hayden Gratton and Ethan Gratton, two points as well. For the Tornadoes, 12 points for Kellen Hook. Nine points for Drew Fouch, eight points for Carter Redfern, seven points for Aza Stegall. There's that there's that balanced scoring that, that they've been doing all season long. Three points for Jacob Hall, two points for Aiden Stromson, and one point for Weston Marner. Sixteen turnovers for A Town, which is just a little under their season average, and only ten turnovers for Pittsfield. So ten turnovers, you're like, well, it must have been a, a much better yeah. ball game. And then it was it was an eight point game, but still, here's the here's the factor. Twenty four percent shooting for the Pittsfield Sockies. Only 19% from the uh, from three-point range. Uh, the the uh, Tornadoes ended up being 11 of 19 from the free-throw line. Not great, but that's right around their season average of 55%. So, yeah, just forced them into tough shots. Absolutely. I think most of what A-Town has, has done today doesn't is not going to show up on the stat sheet. They made every offensive possession for Pittsfield hard. Uh, another telling stat, 33-21, to 21, A-Town, who was – I would say probably undersized at almost every spot on the floor. Uh, out-rebounded Pittsfield 33-21. to 21. Absolutely. They just played. They played with so much intensity and heart. And in the face of – They always some, do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, always. And, and, of course, especially under some pressure all game, I don't think Pittsfield ever broke out of that uh, full-court pressure, really. Maybe on every uh, possession again to just kind of let their guys breathe. But I don't think they really – broke that uh, full-court press all game, and they kind of had to 
in the position they were in. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the sixty turnovers for A Town is, is more than, than Coach uh, Coach right. would like. Don't get me wrong, for sure, but I don't think a lot of that came against the full court pressure. A lot of it came in the half court, uh, but I don't think a, I don't think a ton of that came off the full court pressure. So they handled the full court pressure pretty well after that initial first couple of minutes. This was the first game of our broadcast. That will put A-Town in the 8 o'clock game tomorrow. They will play the winner of Macomb and Brown County, which will play at 6.30, get a, a short break in between games here. Um, before Coach Link gets on here, we'll kind of recap what's happened today so far. West Hancock in the first game of the day at 9 a.m. beat Canton 52-29. to Illini Bluffs took down Liberty 62-28. to In the second game, West Hancock and Illini Bluffs will play at 5 o'clock tomorrow. In the championship bracket, Canton and Liberty will play at 9 o'clock in the consolation bracket. Uh, Farmington beats Eureka in the third game of the day, 49-39. to Rockridge takes down Lewistown, 56-30. to In the uh, fourth game of the day, Eureka and Lewistown will play at 10-30 tomorrow in the consolation bracket, and Farmington and Rockridge will play tomorrow at uh, 6-30 in the championship bracket. And, of course, A-Town beating Pittsfield, 42-34. to In the uh, fifth game of the bracket, a little... Uh, what, December madness here at the uh, tournament here? The Some brackets just kind of get the kerosene out and just light it up because <laughs> the bracket is done for a lot of people if they filled one out. Uh, this, who knows if this could start maybe a crazy night of basketball here because the first four went pretty much chalk, I yep. think. Uh, it went pretty much chalk for the first four. So maybe this is going to start a crazy run here in the second half of games. Who knows? And uh, speaking of that, uh, last half of the games, uh, of course, 6.30, McComb. The uh, kind of home team, they come in with a 10-3 and record. They'll play Brown County at 6-30. And then after that game, Camp Point Central, the undefeated one seed, takes on Southeastern. They're 8-0. Southeast, uh, Southeastern is 5-7. and Then the nightcap, we'll be back here on our second broadcast, Mammoth Roseville, 9-30-ish. We'll see how long that Camp Point Central game goes. But 9-30, a little midnight snack with the Titans. They play against Illini West. Should be a good one there. Um, two Two styles. I wouldn't say totally opposite, but the, the Titans do like to get up and down the floor and shoot a little bit. It's going to be um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Titans shoot in this gym for sure. Uh, Absolutely, because they don't mind shooting the three ball. That's for sure. And uh, maybe Illini West takes a page out of uh, A Town's book and just comes right at the uh, Titans with the defense here. We'll have to see how Mammoth Roseville plays in that game. That game will be on Sunny, uh, 9:30. Uh, pre-game show should be around 9:15. Ish, depending on how the Camp Point Central Southeastern game goes before us, as we've got uh, head coach uh, Corey Link coming on here for the A Town Tornadoes. This post game interview is brought to you by Security Savings Bank, part of your community, part of your life. Member FDIC. The post game coach's interview with probably a very happy Coach Link. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 happy about it. But uh, but no, I, I like to say you know, um, I, in my mind we we shouldn't have lost that game. You know. It's not an upset to me, um, but uh, that's that's kind of what the locker room felt like. But, uh, no, it still feels good to, to knock off a really, really good team. Um, but we're, we're playing really good basketball. We, we take care of the ball. I don't know what we're getting. Six, we have 17, I guess. What I tell you earlier, Pimples, and we had to be in the, <laughs> I think, all 16 by game of the fourth quarter, around three-minute stretch. But, uh, but no, uh, I, I thought we I thought we guarded really, really well. Um, we, took, we took them out to – what they kind of want to do, um, so so I give the guys a lot of a lot of credit because because uh, we executed the game plan. That, that's what it was, and uh, we 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 guarded really well and, and offensively. It'll it'll come and go, um, but we got to hang our hat on defensive end. 
you said it to start this whole to start this whole interview. You're the one. You, you said it. Every supposed upset starts with a team that doesn't think it's an upset, right? And, uh, and, and you know, not 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 saying that we're not excited about it, sure, because um, because we are. You know, the guys are thrilled to do it, but uh, but no, the whole the whole thing is not to not to take air out of our uh, sail here. But uh, I told them, I said, hey, you know, we're, we're thrilled, we're happy about this, but hey, we got to have that same mentality, same thing, because you know. Whoever we got tomorrow, they're they're gonna think that hey, looking at us seven and seventeen, oh we might have it we might have an easy one to get to the semifinals and and so maybe maybe people are gonna overlook us still but uh, but I know if, if it is McComb I know I know Coach Anderson that he he ain't gonna he ain't gonna <laughs> he look knows. past us so. <laughs> he knows um, we we uh, brought up the uh, half um, post game stats actually um, we thought it was very interesting or a big stat of the game that kind of solidify, you know, this game was 33 rebounds for you guys, 21 for Pittsfield. And we looked yeah. and we're like, you guys on paper are the smaller team, we, but we are in under the basket with intensity. Yeah, we are. And I don't know if you got the first half stats, but, uh, but our big thing, you know, my biggest gripe, I think we had one point lead at halftime. My biggest gripe was look at offensive rebounds the first half, eight, Okay, and then second half they ended the game with nine, so we had to clean up the offensive glass in the in the second half, and we really did. You know, give up one to that team. Um, that, that was on film watching them. I said, yeah, maybe we got boxed out because they, those guys, 44, 34, they they crash hard, and uh, and so so that was a big game plan going into the first half. We didn't really execute it. We guarded really well, but giving up eight offensive rebounds in a half that's that's not ideal and then we really cleaned it up in the second half and, and i think that was probably the biggest key cleaning that up and uh and not giving them easy ones um maybe i i don't know i'll have to go back and look on film but a lot of their shots came from perimeter we didn't give up you know any any paint drives any any touches of the big guys down low and so that, that was kind of the the plan and i gave all the kudos to our guys for executing that i mean that's that's another another big part of it was was they put so much pressure on you in the half court. Always, you know, it's a handoff and then try yep. to drive. Handoff, try to drive. Get a rebound, try to drive, or go the length of the floor. They put so much pressure on you, and uh, you guys handled it so well. We did. Um, you know, I, I got I got two guys, uh, Dre Anderson and Kellen Hook, that uh, can, they can flat out guard somebody if they if they put their mind to it. Um, sit down and they can guard you. Um, you. You know, from Monday night watching watching Kellen Hook guard Smith, and uh, he took him out. So, so the key was 24 tonight. Teddy, get, get him, count on him, and, and kind of slow him down because he can he can drive hard to the rim and he he lives there um, up and under type stuff. And uh, so Kellen took him out of that, and that kind of that kind of to me personally, as a coach sitting on the other side, it, it kind of looked like it flustered him a little bit. And, and I give credit to the Tom Hayes kid. He he kind of picked up the slack and, and drove it hard and got to the rim a few times. Uh, but uh, but no, we we kind of took them out of what they wanted to do and that was and you can't do that very often but uh but when you have a game plan and you go and execute it you, you kind of look like you, you make your coach look smart sometimes <laughs> well i've got one more question for uh we wrap this uh interview up here play at eight o'clock tomorrow what are you guys kind of gonna do in the off time to get ready for that one prime time matchup <laughs> prime time right um no we're uh like I, like I told the guys, I said we're gonna get it. Hopefully, get them out of bed early. Um, we'll have we'll have walkthrough or something at four o'clock, and get hopefully 
get them not to sleep in. I'll send out a text <laughs> at like seven thirty or something. See who I get to respond back. But no, but no, I got, I got, I got watch film. We got film on the comb, and we got film on Brown County. I, I've, I've watched maybe a little bit of it, but I didn't want to take away from this game tonight. So, so we, we've seen a little bit, and we know I, you know I was played under Anderson, so I kind of know stuff he, stuff he wants to do. But, uh, but no, we're gonna prepare. Um, we're gonna prepare and, and just do what we gotta do. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of worried if we do place McComb and the two big guys, um, trying to slow them down. So, so try to pack it in in the paint, kind of like we did tonight. But, uh, but then again, we can't sag off those two guys because they can shoot it from the outside. So, so we'll, uh, I'll try to come up with a game plan. I, I don't know. I guess I told Dennis Temple pregame. I said I might need three months to prepare for Pittsburgh, <laughs> and uh, we looked like we did all right. So, so maybe maybe we could get an eight-hour turnaround and get a good good game plan on somebody. But, uh, but no, we're we're looking forward to it. Um, eight o'clock. Who knows what these guys do at eight o'clock? We're usually done, wrapped up our games, and they're going out for <laughs> B does or something. So, so, uh, so it shouldn't affect us too much. But, uh, but we'll we'll be ready to go. Hopefully, hopefully we can keep it competitive and uh, put on a good show. Coach, congratulations! You guys play so well in the sport. You really do. Thank you. Absolutely, that is A Town head coach uh, Corey Link after a big win over the four seeded ten and one Pittsfield Sockies, and we will see him tomorrow night. Thanks, guys. Thank you, coach. We will have, of course, having an Avon at 8 o'clock tomorrow. They will play the winner of Macomb and Brown County. Looks like Macomb's getting some shots up here early, so they've got about 65 minutes to warm up for Brown County. And then uh, tonight, have the Monmouth Roseville nightcap against Illini West, 9.30 p.m. About a 9.15 pregame show be there on Sunny. Should be a lot of fun. Um, Reed Kelso, the athletic director at Abingdon Avon High School, he's been hanging around here all day. He's going to join me on the broadcast tonight. We'll I'm sure we'll talk about this one a little bit, too. Absolutely. Well, that is going to wrap up our coverage of our first game on the broadcast. Having the Avon gets the 42-34 to win over Pittsfield. They will play in the championship bracket tomorrow at 8. And you can join us tonight at 9.30. The game on Sunny for Monmouth Roseville and the Illini West. For Caden Rogers and Sean Temple tonight and Kelsey Crane on the Board up engineering job, this game. Kelsey. Thank you, Kelsey. It's not an easy job. It's the hardest job, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, in my unbiased opinion, <laughs> the hardest job. But that's going to wrap it up. Thank you for listening, folks. Have a great rest of your day. We hope to uh, catch you later tonight from Monmouth Roseville on Sunny. Thank you for listening to A-Town Basketball on AM 1330, FM 95.7, WRAM, and RadioMonmouth.com. <laughs>